Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. We too have been on the receiving end of all that God has done for us. And this is what can also change us. This could be that which you need in your life to change your life. It's coming to the realization that God's forgiven me. God's been gracious to me. God's been merciful to me. This is In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Ephesians. Has your life been changed by God's forgiveness, grace, and mercy? The way we respond to others will mirror what God has done for us, as we'll hear from Pastor J.D. today. In Ephesians chapter 4, the Apostle Paul urges us to live a life worthy of the calling we've received. This calling has already been given to us in Christ. Are you displaying this to others? Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in Ephesians chapter 4 with part 2 of his message, Living a Real Christian Life. How would you feel if your child came to you and said, I have to be with you. You're my parent. Wow. <laughs> you know, I, I, I have to have dinner, you know, together with you as my uh, family. You know, I, I have to. You don't want to? Let me do this. I, this is going to step on some toes, but you know what? <laughs> so be it. Let's talk about prayer. I got to pray. You got to pray? Or you get to pray? What do you mean? No, no, think about this. Think about what prayer is. We get to have unfettered access at any time to the Creator of the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that in them is. I get to talk to the Creator of the heavens and the earth and the... I get to do that? Yeah. I got to spend more time in the work. You don't want to? No, I have to. I, I have to read my Bible more. Wow. I imagine God in heaven saying, you know what, don't bother. I don't want it to be like that. (laughs) This, as one has said, is 66 books of love letters to us from our loving Heavenly Father, who so loved us that He sent His only begotten Son to die for us, that whosoever would believe in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And we don't want to read it? Let me, uh, while I'm at it, I might as well I <laughs> step on the rest of the toes, but let's talk about church. 
man, I gotta, I gotta get back in church. You don't want to? Or how about when the pastor, I'm not talking about me because I never do this, but when the pastor goes on and on and on and on, right? Yeah? Without end. And you're looking at your watch and you go, man, <laughs> I want to ask this in love and I, and I don't mean to, how do I say this without being misunderstood? I, I'm just going to say it. Psalm 1611 says, in your presence, Lord, is fullness of joy. And what do we know to be true about the assembling of ourselves together as believers? Isn't he present here? And if in his presence is fullness of joy, why are we in such a hurry to leave? Again, I'm already in trouble probably, so I might as well just go all the way here. You know, we'll sit in a movie theater for what, two hours? No problem. How about that game that we watch, and it goes into overtime? But boy, the pastor, again, I'm not talking about me, I never do this, but when the pastor goes overtime... What do you think we're going to be doing in heaven? Don't you want to be in His presence? Don't you want to be in the Word? Don't you want to pray and commune and communicate with Him? It should be a get-to. I I can't believe I get to do this. Are you kidding me? Do you realize what he's done for me? He doesn't need to do another thing for me. He's already saved me. He's already filled me with his Holy Spirit, sealing me for the day of my redemption. I'm saved for all eternity. He doesn't have to do another thing for me. And I will serve him all the days of my life. Because I want to, and I get to, not because I have to, or I've got to. What kind of a life is that? That's not living. You know how we say in the secular sense, now that's living. (laughs) Well, in the context of what's before us today, no, (laughs) that's living. That's living. In his presence is fullness of joy. Now, let me, let me try to bring it down into the nitty gritty of life. Cause that's what the apostle Paul's going to do in the rest of this letter to the church in Ephesus. In other words, what does this really look like in my life on a daily basis? Paul's going to really show us this in the last three chapters of Ephesians. And it's going to be very specific, if I can say it this way, very down and dirty. (laughs) This is what I love about God's Word. It's very honest. It's very honest. Which, to me, is one of the reasons why you know it's the Word of God. Because if it was the Word of man... I don't think that it would be so honest. 
I think there'd be a lot of cover-ups. There wouldn't be so many details. I think about David, who we're going to talk about here in a moment. I mean, how honest is the Word of God concerning this man after God's own heart? I mean, it's almost too honest in the sense that that's like too much information. I don't want to know that about my hero. What he did, how cunning he was, and scheming he was. But God's Word's very honest, and the Apostle Paul's going to get very honest and very real, if I can say it like that. And he's going to talk about what a real Christian marriage will look like as a husband and as a wife, and what real Christian parenting will look like, what real Christian family dynamics will look like, and even what a real Christian employee or employer will look like. And not because we have to, rather it's because we want to in response to all that God has done for us. To me, one of the best examples is King David, the sweet psalmist of Israel. But David, (laughs) the sweet psalmist of Israel, penned many of those psalms that we treasure today. And if there was ever a man who obeyed God and lived a life of purity and victory in response to what God did for him, it would have to be David. Why? Oh, you know what happened. He was on the receiving end of God's grace and mercy after committing adultery with Bathsheba and then trying to cover it up by having her husband, Uriah the Hittite, murdered. And he almost pulled it off, but God would not let him get away with it. And by the way, Adultery and murder under the law at that time was punishable by death. David deserved to die, and he knew it. He knew it. But God, God showed him grace. God forgave him. And it changed him for the rest of his life. You know what is striking to me? Is that after he was on the receiving end of God's grace and mercy, after committing adultery and murder, it changed his life for the rest of his life. He was never the same again. In response to what God did for him. Psalm 51 is perhaps one of the most poignant of all David's psalms because the Spirit inspired him to write it when the prophet Nathan had confronted him 
About a year has gone by. David is trying to cover it up, and he even talks about that period of time where he was just dying inside because of the sin that he had committed. And so the prophet Nathan comes to him and starts describing this case to him for him to judge on and rule on. And basically it's that this wealthy guy takes this one sheep from its poor owner. It was all they had. And now David has to judge this and make a ruling on this. And what what is David's response? He needs to be put to death. Bring him and put him to death. Oh, that's pretty harsh. And then Nathan says to David, you are the man. And down he goes. And Psalm 51 was birthed out of that experience. The prophet Nathan says to David, God has put away your sin. God has forgiven your sin. Now, this is so crucial that you hear what I'm about to say, because at the risk of sounding like I'm providing a formula, this is how it works. You remember when Jesus was excoriated for showing such compassion and pointing out this act of love by having this woman break the alabaster jar, which was worth, some believe, about one year's income, and anoint the feet of Jesus. Jesus' response was, the one who has been forgiven of much loves much. Now watch this. I have been forgiven of much, and the one who has been forgiven of much loves much, and the one who loves much obeys much. Let's put David in that equation. David had been forgiven of much, which is why in response he loved much, and because he loved much, he obeyed for the rest of his life. He never repeated that folly, that sin ever again. And that's how it works. Listen to some of what he wrote. In verse 1, Psalm 51, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin, for I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned, and done this evil in your sight. Did God do all that? Oh yes, He did. Was David on the receiving end of this mercy, this loving kindness? this tender mercy, this blotting out of his transgressions, of which there were many, this washing thoroughly from iniquity, this cleansing from sin? Oh yes. And that was the response on David's part 
to what God did for him. Verse 8, he goes on, Make me hear joy and gladness. The implication being that joy had fled. And joy always flees and becomes foreign to the one who hides iniquity in their heart. And gladness, that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. And famously, we we sing songs about this. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast or right spirit, righteous spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me by your generous Spirit. And then verse 15, he says, O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall show forth your praise. For you do not desire sacrifice, or else I would give it. You do not delight in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise. This is a man who had drunk deeply from the cup of God's grace and God's mercy, and it changed him for the rest of his life. He was never the same again. I want to close this way. So too is this true for us. We too have been on the receiving end of all that God has done for us. And this is what can also change us. This could be that which you need in your life to change your life. It's coming to the realization that God's forgiven me. God's been gracious to me. God's been merciful to me. God has blessed me exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything I could have ever imagined or thought, let alone asked. Again, I think about David. After all you did for me, you have to understand that God empowered him and enabled him to slay Goliath and deliver the Philistines into the hands of the Israelites prior to this. All that God had done for him, and this is what he does. Let's talk about that in our own lives. All that God's done for you, and this is what you do. This is how you behave. This is how I respond after all that God's done for me. And then, when, not if it is, God should just crush me. But He doesn't. 
He should just end me. But he doesn't. Instead, he forgives me. He cleanses me. He restores me because of his love for me. That woos me to him. Romans 2.4 says that it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. It's when God should crush us and end us, but doesn't. Instead, He shows kindness to us. That's what changes us. That's what the word repentance means, by the way. It means change. It means to do a... 180. When you've been on the receiving end, and by the way, let me just say, and we're going to talk about it when we get into chapter 5 about marriage. Well, let me just be real (laughs) and just share with you from my own life. When my wife and I were first married, I was such a jerk. It wasn't until God brought me face to face with all that He had forgiven me of. And when I realized that, and understood that, and grasped that, then I was also able in response to be forgiving. Because I was on the receiving end of much forgiveness. Here I am holding all of these things against her, And God's faxing me, this is before email, (laughs) faxing me the the scroll of all the things that He had forgiven me of. And you're upset about the... I've got a few things I was pretty upset about too, but I forgave you. Look at the kindness I showed you. And you're not showing kindness to your wife? In response to what God has done for me, I respond in that way. That is the real Christian life. That's a real Christian marriage. Our response will become one of wanting to live a life that's pleasing and acceptable in the sight of the Lord because we want to in response to Him and all that He has done. Thanks for being part of our time here today on In Spirit and Truth. We hope you've learned something new from the book of Ephesians and that it's given a new perspective to you on your relationship with Jesus. We'd love to stay connected with you throughout the week, so be sure to visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com today. Follow the link to our Facebook page where you can join the conversation and fill your news feed with encouragement and useful information. We'd love to see you here in person at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe if you're in the area. We hold services every Sunday at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. or come by on Thursday at 7 p.m. for an in-depth Bible study. Directions can be found on our website in spiritandtruthradio.com as well as more information about who we are as a body of believers. If you can't join us in person, we hope you'll find a local church community soon that you can call home. 
Now, we also want to let you know that you can still hear Pastor J.D.'s teachings through our online resources at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Simply click listen on the top of the page to find these messages by Pastor J.D. in various books of the Bible. Along with that, we invite you to check out the Mideast Prophecy Update. This weekly update is a focused look at current events through the lens of prophecy. Join Pastor J.D. each Friday and Saturday for the Mideast Prophecy Update on our YouTube channel or download our mobile app to have these updates right at your fingertips. Find it all at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Pastor J.D. will have much more to share next time on In Spirit and Truth. Holy me to